Black Lives Matter. She's a Super Geek is a proud member of the Misdirected Mark Network. Since we're in the last few episodes of She's a Super Geek, we decided to thank all of our patrons. We have four episodes left, and we have 40 patrons exactly. So even if you're bad at math, you realize that that breaks out pretty nicely. So today's episode is brought to you by Elizabeth Chipratacool, Nicole Trader, Richard Wyatt, Eric Simon, Kathleen Stratner, Schmitty, Solomon Foster, Joe Amon, Alice Cura, and Kevin Brown. Thank you all so much for your ongoing and epic support. Listening to episode 144 of She's a Super Geek, the actual play RPG podcast highlighting women as GMs. Hello, all. I'm Andy, and on today's episode, my co host Senda and I are joined by Miriam, Ahmed, and Ash Kreider to play Ash's new game, Our Traveling Home, which is due out in Kickstarter early next year. Our Traveling Home is a game about queer romance, found family, and finding healing through belonging. During play, you will tell stories about a collection of oddballs and misfits trying to make this new chosen family work in the face of opposition from the outside world that is trying to tear them apart. But while the stakes are high, this game will always have a happy ending. The queer romance will resolve happily, and everyone in the family will get to have a happily ever after. Senda and I are so excited to play our traveling home, and we thought it sounded like the perfect game for She's a Super Geek's final game. Hey everyone, welcome to She's a Super Geek. I'm Senda, and on today's episode, we are playing a fantastic game that is still in development, but hopefully you will hear about it on Kickstart when? Early next year? I should have asked you this. I'm aiming for February. February yeah. next year. I should have asked you that before I even started. It's called Our Traveling Home by Ash Kreider. And we are joined today by two fantastic guests, Miriam and Ash. And so we're just going to start with some introductions. Miriam, can you just say hello to everybody so they hear your voice again? You've been on before. We're super pleased to have you back. You're working with us on another project. Yes. That is secret <laughs> and nobody knows about yet. That's not true. That's not true. It, you should say it except the other way around too, right? We're working oh, with you. That's fair. Yes. On another project. <laughs> and then we get to nap. <laughs> Miriam. Miriam, I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. Hello. <laughs> it's It's been a day. <laughs> right. For reals. <laughs> For realsies. I feel like we really should mention to the listeners that the news broke today. Today. Yeah, the news about the, the election presidential was election. Today. It was today. Or, we yeah. are recording. We're all in um, different and interesting places. And uh, words are sometimes not coming from my mouth quite the way that I intend them to. We're all doing our best. We're having a word mash. It is sort of a word it's salad. It's the beauty of editing. You'll all, we'll all sound fabulous. Well, thank you, Andy. Yeah. And I'm so sorry, future Andy, for making this editing mess for you. <laughs> <laughs> Miriam, I'm so sorry. Please go ahead and introduce yourself. Let people know where they can find you on the internet and like the other cool things that you are involved in. Hi, I am Miriam. I go by they, them pronouns. 
You can find me on the internet, specifically Twitter, really just only Twitter, as media underscore junkie. Everywhere else, it's a different username. I am the GM for the Mosafers. I am a cast member of Prison Pals, and I recently started Twitch channel called Utopia, which is for BIMPOC by BIMPOC. We've got like a one-shot show, a panels and discussions and sort of artist highlight show, and I GM a persistent campaign show called Kahania, which is also set in Serzamine, which, oh yeah, that's that's the South Asian campaign setting that I've been working on since Oh, like two or three years. I'm hoping to be doing something very soon. I think we haven't quite named it yet. Yeah, we haven't. But, I was like, uh, if, if only we had given it a name. But we, uh, I mean, we're going with their super geek. Yeah. future We're going with their super geek so far, but yeah. um, that might change. Right. right. In, working in, title in, is working, their super Working title. title. <laughs> <laughs> and that's me. Yay. Also, I'm a, a stretch goal for Thirsty Sword Lesbians, which is still, as as of this recording, still kickstarting. I'm so excited for that game. We love Thirsty Sword <laughs> We might have played that last. It was last. so fun. It was great. <laughs> All right. I have yet to play it. I'm excited to play it. It's, it's great. <laughs> Sometime we should play it off mic. It, it's super fun. Yes. Yes, okay. I would love to. Ash, tell us a little bit about you and about your game. Hi, I am Ash Kreider. My pronouns are they, them. I have been designing and publishing role-playing games for a while now. We're all here to play my game, our traveling home, which will... Yay ideally be launching on valentine's day 2021 that's so good (laughs) so other other games people or other things people might know me from are i am a co-designer of the watch which is my game about gender marginalized people literally destroying patriarchy i've also designed games like autonomy and the straits are not okay I used to blog about games and sometimes occasionally still blog about games at uh, my blog called Go Make Me a Sandwich. So, yeah, that is now, me. remind me, is The Straits Are Not Okay, is that the LARP about a gender reveal party? I've wanted to play that one for a long time. It is a dark comedy LARP about a gender reveal party that ends with you burning down a national forest. I wrote this... I want to say I wrote that game after the first time it happened. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And then it kept happening and I I have felt very guilty about that ever since. So who would have um, thought it yes, would keep it, going though? You know, as as someone who is not a straight, uh I it's not surprising cuz the the straights are not okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um brilliant. All right. Yeah, so so our traveling bit. home. Sorry. Oh. You can talk. We said the two different parts of the sentence. We were going to say the same thing, but we reversed it. Aw, friendship. So tell us about Our Traveling Home. So Our Traveling Home is as you want in 2020 and 2021 when this will be published. It's a very nice, low-stakes game about queer romance, found family, and finding healing through belonging by way of, you know, kind of surrealist, Honobono Japanese movies, especially like Studio Ghibli. Everyone plays characters that are part of this very strange found family. It includes a queer wizard romance. And at the end, nobody dies. Yay! Yay! And everyone has a happy ending. The the queer romance is successful. What? And everyone is fine. 
I'm pretty excited about it. For people who are familiar with StuPot, this does borrow a lot of tech from StuPot, which is Takuma Okada's uh, very, very excellent game about former D&D adventurers basically getting together to run a tavern. So I do I do want to give a, a, a shout out to that extremely excellent game, which is available on Itch. And it is the most fun. I had a popcorn machine mimic named Gus um, oh, in my tavern. That's amazing. <laughs> But I have wait, now written pop- down the name of this game for was, later. <laughs> was, was Is the popcorn like part of the mimic or do they just pop the pot? Because that just feels weird. Like, am I eating part no, of the no, mimic? The, no, the mimic is a popcorn machine and it, he, he's just happy to let you make popcorn. Okay, so the popcorn is not the mimic. No, the popcorn okay. is not the mimic, but we do feed the mimic rats from the kitchen. Anyway, that's sidebar. Very great game. <laughs> Extremely worth checking out. I have questions. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you spit out popcorn? <laughs> Never mind. It's one of those things where, you know, it's best not to think about it too much. <laughs> so, we've gone ahead and uh, picked some playbooks. And what we're going to start with, I think, but I'm happy to hand this uh, over to you, Ash, to, to lead us through, since obviously mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing, is we're going to introduce our characters, and then we get to answer questions about cool things and do some world building, which I'm very excited about. <laughs> What we can go ahead and get started with is introducing our characters to each other. And then once we do that, we're going to answer our relationship questions. At the bottom right-hand corner of the character sheets, you'll see that the characters are numbered. So for this part, we're going to go in character order. Mm -hmm. Just remembering that we're we're skipping the child because we only have four players instead of five. So we will get started with Senda as our wizard. wizard. That's me. I guess I should have just jumped right in and started. Cool. So I am playing the wizard. My description is long ago, you bargained with a demon for power and now you are bound to its fate. You've done wondrous things with that power, but you struggle to connect with people. So you fall back on impressing them instead. You just want to find someone you can connect with before your time runs out. So my name is Shard. I am ambiguously gendered, so I'm going to go with whatever pronouns people sort of feel like using at the time will work for me. I have laughing eyes and sort of a a graceful form that is mostly, like it mostly shows grace just in all of my movements, almost having a dancer-esque quality to them as I kind of just move through the world. Even things that are sudden reactions move with a little bit more almost premeditated feeling planned grace than you would expect. And I dress very flamboyantly. So I think that I uh, wear a lot of like flowy silks so that as I basically gracefully move through space, like these wafts of silk will just drift behind me, like flowy sleeves and stuff happening, which I like. Fantastic. So I have a mark of the demon which is that my hair is always stark white, although it might change in appearance or how I'm wearing it. The color is always stark white. If I overextend my powers, I will actually start taking on wolf-like qualities until I might turn into a gigantic white wolf with like star-gleaming smoky flame eyes, which is cool. I'm excited about that. That sounds awesome. (laughs) Gosh, and the one other question that I should answer is um, I am I am running out of time before I lose my humanity completely because what's happening is that the more time that I spend kind of with with the powers that I work with, the more the wolf instincts are battling with my human instincts. And when those two things um, clash, like the more that I work with the magic, basically, the more powerful the wolf instincts become versus my human compassion instincts. Cool. That's awesome. 
Next, we have Andy as our demon. I am the demon. I have made a dark bargain that binds me to the wizard. I I resent that they exploit my power, but I've grown attached to the new members of my family. I miss my freedom and look forward to ending the pact, but I don't know what I'm going to do when that happens. So I'm going by Vixel the demon. My gender is irrelevant. So, you know, if you want to just use Vixel instead of a pronoun or I think they, them is going to be fine. So Vixel is a water demon and has a very, has a, has a, has a, has a body that is very constantly shifting like water. And so you can't really tell where, where their eyes are. So uh, the eyes kind of can shift any which way. They have an angelic voice, if I can hold it up on the, on the recording. <laughs> but they have some limitations. I can't leave the home because of our pact. I cannot rest unless I'm in something else because I'm water. Otherwise, I will dissipate or die. I mean, I could, like, turn into steam and, like, rejoin myself somewhere, but, yeah, I can't, in my liquid state, find rest. And I cannot, through action or inaction, allow the wizard to come to harm. That's the beginnings of Vixel. On to Miriam, our monster. Until not very long ago, you were a monster, either an untamed demon or a witch of the wilds. However, you finally got your comeuppance and were stripped of your powers. The cursed took pity on you when no one else would and took you in. Now you struggle to accept your place in this new family. So I will be playing the monster, and my name is Lament. I go with they-them pronouns, and my gender is a witch. I have dead eyes and an old body, and my clothing is very strange. It's like a patchwork of clothes from various decades and fashions that don't quite work together, but are very, very cozy and very comfortable. I no longer have my powers because my powers were taken by a powerful hero in the outside world, and it was rep- retribution for a sleeping curse that I placed on their family. And I had done it basically because I was bored. I was like, I don't, I don't, you, you, person in front of me, you bore me. Sleeping curse on you and your kind. <laughs> it took about maybe 10 or 20 years, but the one person I did not manage to curse somehow showed up and kind of Inigo Montoya mead, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> because of that, with my powers taken away from me, I'm unable to pass as a young human, essentially. I don't have any of my shape-shifting abilities anymore, and... I now look as I am, which is very, very old. I am quite old. Like, add a couple of zeros to the end of my age. Ash, tell us about yours. I am the cursed. I left normal society after a powerful being cursed me with a transformation spell. Now I struggle with a body that is strange and incorrect. The wizard is not able to help me with my spell, but I've found acceptance and a place that I can be useful here. My name is Aaron. The cursed is non-binary with sad eyes. They have a, a ghostly body, 
So in low light conditions, they look normal, but if there's like a bright light or especially like if they're standing near a window, you can actually see right through them. If they work really hard and like concentrate, they can still pick things up and move them around, but it's always you know, kind of temporary. They have a strange voice. Their voice always kind of sounds like it's coming from underwater. My old life, in Aaron's old life, they, oh, I should, sorry, they use they, them pronouns. They were the eldest child in an upper crust family. I was apprentice to my mother's business. You know, she ran a very lucrative trading business and I had just, you know, was expected to make an arranged marriage. You know, I, I'd just been betrothed and I hated it. I wanted to be a painter, but, you know, my my parents completely controlled my life. So when I was cursed, I basically ran away and left behind my mother and my fiancé. So there is one specific circumstance when the curse weakens to show others my true form when I'm not aware of it. And basically, it's... So the curse only weakens when I'm not aware of my body. Mm. Because my body is wrong, I'm aware of it all the time. It, it really doesn't happen very often. That is Aaron the Cursed. So the next step is to work through our relationship questions. And again, those are going to be done in character order. So going back to Senda, why don't you read aloud your relationship questions and it'll kind of say who you need to talk to to uh, answer them. Yeah. So my first one is with the demon, Andy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't give me that look. Yeah. And the question is, how did you enter your pact with your demon and why? I'm just going to kind of start telling a story and feel free to jump in and add details or whatever and we can build off of it or yeah. tell me if you don't like it at all. How about that? Okay. More years ago than I look or than anyone is particularly aware, I was I was deep in uh, a pine forest it was a pine forest that was very fragrant, but it was also very dark, despite the sun being out because the trees were just so thick. And it was dim and silent and with that pine scent under the trees. And I came across what seemed to be like a small lake in the middle of the forest. And it had been a long day. And I, I jumped into the lake and I decided that I was going to find the bottom. This is going to sound like a legend because there's no, I have no idea why I would do such a thing. But that's just how legends work. I mean, you had a reason. No, you, you may not remember it anymore. I don't remember. It's been a long time. <laughs> it seemed like there was something at the very bottom of the lake that was gleaming or glinting. And I needed to find out what it was. I couldn't tell from the surface because of the way the water rippled exactly what was going on. So I ended up jumping into the water and it was far, far far deeper than I had any reason to believe. I was actually becoming concerned that I wouldn't be able to continue holding my breath before I got to the bottom. But just as I was worried, my hand touched what I thought was an object down there and wrapped around it and I pushed myself back up to the top. And I feel like that thing was some form of you-ish Yes. <laughs> Let me maybe take this a step further to say it was yeah. an ice lake, which is weird. Sure. Because it's it was maybe sunny and summer, and yeah. all the trees had their leaves. Yep, but there was a strange chill right in that clearing. Yeah. yeah. So there was something... It ended up being a, a block of ice that glistened strangely that happened to be me! There you go. So you brought me out and I started thawing. <laughs> Yeah, and I think, so I think that that is the point at which 
We entered the pact because I realized that what I was holding in my hands was something sentient. Maybe? Uh-huh. Yeah. Did you offer me, like, some sort of power for rescuing you from a frozen state? Or I don't so, know. Can I bounce into my question? Because I feel like this question will answer that. Yeah, go for so it. So my question is, you'll never admit it, but when the wizard found you, you were weak and needed the pact to survive. Oh. <laughs> How did making the pact save your life? Okay. <laughs> I think I had been rejected by the other water spirits, some of them demons, some of them, you know, whatever, in that particular lake. And so I was basically driven to the bottom and, you know, in that coldness, I turned into ice. And so they wouldn't take me back. So I couldn't go back into the water. But if I turned into a puddle, I would die. So I was weak. I, I don't know how long I'd been frozen. Some of it probably I wasn't even aware of. And so if I didn't make a pact where, you know, I, I shared some of my power, somebody else shared with me some of their power so that I could maintain a shape, particularly if they put me in something, which I, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm guessing put, that you did. I put you into my water skin. Yes. <laughs> it, it was just one of those things that was like, oh, this was perfect timing. And uh -huh. you might have been a little bit afraid because I probably said something about, you know, the other demons might come after me, even though I don't remember anymore why I was chased to the bottom of that lake. So you were also really worried. And I think you were also lost. Oh, sure. I was lost yeah. in that forest. I was absolutely lost in that forest. So I think yeah. that you told, oh, maybe you told me, this answers my question, if you're cool with it. Maybe yes. you told me that you knew the way out of this forest. And that if I maybe, made a pact not. with you, then and 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 put you contained you in something so that you could start recovering your power, then I could be very powerful and you would show me the way out. Yes. Good. I like that. Yeah. I was going to say, Andy, I think you you kind of touched on what the terms of the pact were earlier. Right. But do you do you know what it will take to end the pact? Andy doesn't. Uh <laughs> Well, I mean, it's a question it's a, for both. Yeah, yeah it's actually on so. my sheet. So yeah. they're saying it because they know I'm going to get to it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yep. So the, the question is, is actually, what are the terms of the pact? What will it take to end it? And why is ending the pact currently out of reach? So is there something that I have to fulfill for you to end the pact about like maybe about this lake or the community of water demons that you used to live with or finding you a new place or something along those lines? Or is there just a set of Ooh. conditions that will be met by the world? Yeah. You have to find me a new place because I can't be with them. But something's happened and that is the only community of water demons left. Okay. That we know of. Right. Awkward. It's awkward. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag awkward. <laughs> so to break the pact, you have to find me a new home. Right. And I'm committed to basically keeping you safe until such time as I find you a new home, but now I can't find you a new home, so you're stuck traveling with me forever. Yeah, I promised I would protect you. Mm -hmm. Okay. My second question is, how do you... Well, oh, hang on. Wait. Uh, so, very sorry. That was... Sunda still has oh, one other sorry. question. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I do. It's okay. Yeah. 
Cool. And I think we, but I think we answered the rest of the demon questions. Okay. My other questions are for you, Ash, Aaron. What do you find beautiful about the cursed? And ask the cursed what they find beautiful about you. I'm generating thoughts as I say the words out loud. So again, just feel free to stop me wherever, like back it up, do whatever. I think that it's something about your personality specifically. And it might be... It might be something about, I, I want to ask you like a bunch of questions about how you got cursed, but I don't know if that's fair game for like generating this content. You tell me. How I got cursed is more of a conversation between me and the monster. Yeah, okay. And I guess the reason I was interested in it is I'm wondering if like whatever experience or traits got you cursed are also the reason that I think that you're beautiful. I lo- I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly happy to go with yeah, that. Yeah, so, and based on that, I'm willing to wait and see what those things end up being. <laughs> What would be a trait about Aaron that you you would like to have be responsible for their curse? And then I'll make sure that that gets tied sure. in is maybe how we can right. that. Maybe they're very kind or maybe they are like specifically musically inclined in some way, like singing or playing an instrument or something along those lines, like fantastically well, something that's sort of artistic. Yeah. Or, but you also said that they were going to be a painter. Like, but you know, I'm 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 perfectly happy to also be a musician. Okay. <laughs> like, that sounds okay, great. Cool. So I, I mean, I think it's I think it's that. I think there's something about the way that like kind of constantly moving through life as if I'm dancing through underwater. The idea of like music or a soundtrack with that to me is like this overwhelming appeal, right? Like. <laughs> That there's this this way to generate yes. the, the the music that I hear in my head as I move through the world is the music that you generate when you do whatever the musical thing is that you do. That's okay. awesome. I like that. I think that's it. <laughs> so now I get to ask you, what do you find beautiful about me? Shard is completely unlike anyone that Aaron has ever met. And they've like Aaron finds that very compelling, but also like let's face it, you're dreamy. Like, whoosh. <laughs> you 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 you're you're a dreamy gender ambiguous wizard. You know Aaron's not dead, <laughs> even though they look dead, but they're not. Important <laughs> important distinction. They look like a ghost, but they are not actually Good. dead. It's, it's definitely like like physically very beautiful but also like Aaron just finds your strangeness very compelling that is all of my questions so on to Andy and no. sorry about the confusion oh no there. no it's cool because we were going back and forth so I thought yeah, we I made thought it confusing we were done <laughs> so my question is how do I feel about the wizard <laughs> there's, there's a look happening here and I don't know what it means well I do resent you for using my power I mean, of course. You probably didn't expect this deal to last this long. No. So I've been using it for like a while. (laughs) When I went into that particular... Oh, you know what I think happened? I I think when I rained down from the sky and formed in that lake, there were a lot of other water demons and spirits and sprites and around a lot of different places. Because when you're in the clouds, you're mingling with a bunch of different, different ones. And I don't know where all of them are. There were more. So I thought that it would be pretty easy to find. And yeah, no. So I am just kind of sick of you. Oh, no. And <laughs> But you love me you, anyway. <laughs> you dance like you're underwater, but you're not. I know because I am water. 
you want me to dance with you and I don't want to dance with you? It'll be fun. You'll feel better. So I'm resentful. But you you know, this is also a home for a bunch of misfits, which is like cool. Like at least I'm not alone. How long have you two been together? Ugh, I don't know. I so I think it's been like a long time. I think it's been like almost at a least, millennia. I mean it's at least a hundred years kind of yeah. thing, right? Like Well, in water years that's a millennia. Sure. <laughs> I also, for whatever reason, this is now in my head. I don't have, like, I can keep my form when I have power, but it because it takes power and and shard uses that power. I think I run around in a gerbil ball, <laughs> like oh. one of those clear ones. Like you just have like a glass thing with like a cork in it or something. Yeah, that you roll around because otherwise, like when I tap your power, you just like. Turn I, back I into might, a liquid. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So the question for you is, how do you feel about me? So I think I actually feel guilty that I haven't been able to find you a new place to live, um, because that. I was, don't know why you'd feel that way. Why? Well, <laughs> I, I feel really bad, but like I'm not going to let it stop me since we're still in this arrangement. But but it's not like I've stopped looking. But, you know, I'm also starting to feel like after 100 years or ish, what I mean, who can remember, right? Like, I'm, I'm running out of places to look. And I'm, I'm wondering if this is going to become like a permanent arrangement. And I'm not really sure how I feel about it, because I, I never expected to have to worry about losing my humanity in this pact, because it wasn't supposed to last this long. No. And here's the thing, the wolf is all you. Yeah, that is all about you. Yeah, I know. Mm. That's just what came with the power for me. Yep. <laughs> I had nothing to do with that. On to our monster. Lament. Yeah. So my first question is, ask the cursed. Uh, that's you, Aaron. If I cast a spell that transformed you, if so, why did I do it? I mean, if you're cool with it, I'm I I'm totally down to have you be the one that cursed me. Um, especially if you just like were going around cursing people because you're bored. <laughs> I feel like there was a bored phase and phase, and now there was a jealous phase where I just cursed people that made me envious of what they had. And hmm. I feel like with you, especially playing music so beautifully. How how dare you play this instrument better than me? And oh, and I'm I and it. I might actually be a quite quite a proficient player. I guess picking which instrument are we playing? Let's say the lute. Yeah. So I'm actually a very like I'm I'm very very proud of the fact that I play a lute that. I would say as part of my powers, when I play the lute, you know, my lute bring all the <laughs> ambiguously uh, hot people to the yard. <laughs> and then you came along one day while I was roaming around and you were you were playing it. And it's like, how dare they be better than me? Uh, you are nothing. I will make you just fade into nothing. Oh, so you curse them so they could never hold the lute again. Oh, that's why I have that form. That's great. I love it. Really good. That's a hundred percent awesome, and I love it. Awesome. So then, the next question is: How was the cursed involved in the incident that cost you your powers? Ask the cursed why did they take pity on you and take you in? 
I think that I was the one who showed that hero where to find you. I basically didn't know what to do with myself after you cursed me. So I was like, I, I'm a ghost. I'm going to haunt you now, I guess. <laughs> but I got bored with that. But when I kind of stumbled across this hero that was looking for you in the wilds, I was like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, you're going to come with me. They went uh, that way. We're gonna- <laughs> yeah, they yeah, do you want a guide? I can be your guide. I don't think I don't think that I I like took pity on you right away. I think I just kind of left you there. Maybe it was my dead eyes and my old frail body that perhaps induced some amount of pity. I mean, if you're if you're cool with this, I think maybe I was like, well, that's done and then I went and, you know, ran into the wizard and was like, "Cool, can I stay here?" and maybe it was like several weeks later when, you know, uh, they stumbled across you, like, really not doing well without your powers. Yeah. And your, like, old body. I actually might have just sat there staring into nothingness. I hate it, and I love it at the same time, so that is what happened. Yeah, Those I dead eyes. Exact- <laughs> I found you in the exact same spot, yeah. and I was like, oh no. <laughs> I-, I broke it, so I think I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> So that is, that is how... You may not have even been sure that I was alive or not, because I was just staring. Oh, that's great. However, you, you, maybe you heard a rumor that if the person who cursed you, like, perishes or doesn't exist anymore, your curse would end, but your curse hasn't end, ended. And it's like, wait, why is it not ended? And it's like, oh, you're still alive. Yeah, but I, like, I just, I couldn't, like, you know, I even had a moment of, like, if I... If I leave them here, this situation will probably sort itself. But then, like, I couldn't do it because mm-hmm. I felt I felt bad for you. So, yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's great. So my last question is, you and the wizard go back a long way. Why were you once close and why did you become better enemies? Ask the wizard how they felt when the curse yeah. brought you home. So I feel like magic... <laughs> Magic attracts magic in a sort of like, you know, we in the early days, we might have actually been contemporaries and we we might have been like the best, like we were actually kind of the the terrible, terrible two sort of a thing where we were, you know, like like magic school or whatever it is. We were just like blowing it up. Top of the class. Yeah. Do whatever we want. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Oh but my God. Also, were... bitter rivals. We were oh. frenemies. <laughs> frenemies. Yes. Yeah, I'm like definitely frenemies. Wizard college frenemies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what good? I guess what went from like you know frenemies to actual enemies. I mean, I feel like there must have been an instance where you crossed some kind of line that I was. Despite our, like, kind of wild out there college days, like, I was like, ooh, that was a line. Eh. Was it, maybe it was long enough ago that we still both had, like, families and people who were like, oh, no. Back it up even a little bit more. Okay. I think that there was someone else at the college. Bear bear with me. Was there someone else at the college who was both of our love interests? <laughs> yeah, I totally yes. I totally would be cool with that. 
And so I think that maybe we had once that emerged, we really started fighting in earnest. And maybe I did something that was if they can't love me, no one else can. Yeah, no one gets. Oh, my gosh. Are they like a statue somewhere or something? Maybe they're asleep. Okay, they're asleep. <laughs> yeah, they're asleep. Let's 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 go the sure. Maleficent route. Yeah, so they're asleep. Oh somewhere. yeah, they're asleep, <laughs> and it's that whole true love's kiss. But apparently, neither of us fit the bill. Yes. <gasps> oh, I love that oh, so you, much. <laughs> you both tried. We both tried. Oh God. So it turns out we, in a way, were fighting for nothing. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't matter now because you put them to sleep. Yeah. So I hate you. For but to forever. be fair, they thought that they could wake them up. Yeah. Think of it this way, you know, and, and to this date, it's like, think of it this way. We did both of us a favor and you're like, no, that was still quite evil. That was really terrible, actually. <laughs> yeah, that was that was bad, <laughs> actually. <laughs> cool. OK, awesome. So um, how would you feel so then- when I was brought home by the cursed? <laughs> did you recognize each other? <laughs> I mean, I think that I think that. I, th- I think there is a thing where because we knew each other so well, even though it's been a very long time, I think that no matter what form either of us would appear in, we can still see kind of the, the magical imprint yeah. that is us, right? Like like it's a fingerprint, right? Like there's something unique about the the aura of magic that a person is associated with. And also after a while when you turn old, like I think... When we split after the thing, we were a lot a lot more mature than we were. So I'm not that different looking. Just you know, a couple of extra zeros added to that age. Sure, some decades. <laughs> you know, it's fine. Gosh, I think when Aaron shows up with you, look what I found. Yeah, <laughs> I think actually my initial reaction is fear. Because the last time I was in love with someone, you put them to sleep and nobody's been able to wake them up since. So, like, uh. Aaron shows up and I'm in love with them, even if and I haven't admitted it to, to anybody Look yet. Look what the ghost dragged in. Right. And you immediately <laughs> show up with this person who ripped the, only, the last person that I dared to love. They took from me. Ow. So, wow. I feel like... I feel like I have a fear reaction first. And then I think the longer that you're here, the more I learn to pity you because I still have powers and you do not. And I'm kind of watching what it's like to have once truly had powers and to now be kind of reduced to like something else. Human. Like I basically just sit there. I'm like a puppet. You kind of have to manipulate and move me around. So I'll just happily oh, sit boy. in one place for hours until that chair is needed. And then you're like, okay, come on, just go go sit here instead. Right. So I think now I <sighs> feel pity because I remember how magnificent you were when we were frenemies. And you are not, not that person anymore, not that power anymore. So I think there was fear first, and then there was pity. And like every now and then you'd maybe do something that makes me swing back to fear for a minute before it goes back to pity. Like every now and then you like, there's a certain glint in your eye or something that just makes me go. Or if I look, (laughs) if I look at Aaron for too long, I don't, 
I don't like it when you do that. I just happened to <laughs> my head. Them like my head that. just seems to be in that direction, though. Don't look at them like that. <laughs> awesome. That's great. <laughs> and then it's me. So my first relationship question is, how did you find your way to the wizard? And why did you decide to stay? I think it was an accident. The the thing about the home is that it literally travels through the wilds. Yep. And after I I took the hero into the wilds and was like, great. So I'm still a ghost. I can't go back home to my family. They would not deal with this well. <laughs> and so I was just like accidentally wandered across the home as it was parked in a clearing, I think. And was like, well, that's obviously magical. So I decided to, you know, knock on the door and be like, excuse me, kind wizard. <laughs> Do you think you could help me? So, yeah, I think that's that's how I found my way to the wizard. But I decided to stay because I know that things would be even worse for me than they had been previously if I went home. Like, things were already pretty intolerable. And I, I know that my family would not be understanding or supportive of my new circumstances like at all maybe I can be useful around here and so I've just started you know figuring out how to help out and and I ended up staying so my next question is do I trust the demon <laughs> and Andy face again for your listeners out there I, I know it's hard Big to describe smile. you'd think I would have learned <laughs> by now that you know uh, audio medium I think that actually I do because, like, you complain a lot, <laughs> and, like, you argue with Shard, like, oh my god, all the time. <laughs> but I've never seen you do anything cruel, unlike our monster, or even my mother, frankly. And then I am supposed to ask you, how did you know that you could trust me? I think you might have had an opportunity to let me die, and you didn't. I think yeah. it was one of those times where there was something going on with Shard, and they called on my power, and I thought they weren't. I thought they didn't need me today, so I was not, whatever. Not contained? Yeah, I wasn't contained, and something happened. Shard called on my power, and I mean, I don't, I, I don't, know, I don't really know anything about you. I guess I've gotten to know you, kind of. Mm -hmm. But you grabbed a mop. <laughs> and a bucket. And, a bucket, and you, you mopped me up. You, 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 you saved my life, so... Even though I don't have a pact with you, I maybe do feel a little bit of a debt. You are also maybe the one who talked to Shard about, like, boy, they need something just in case. And that's where the gerbil ball came in. <laughs> and I think that I think the gerbil ball has a like a suck up spell. OK, that does not sound good. <laughs> has a ha Yeah, I think it has. A yeah, I, I, I see what you're getting at. Like it, it, it vacuums you yes. in. When, yeah. Yeah. As cool. long as it's within a certain, you know, radius. So there should be another name, but I'm just going to call it a gerbil ball. So. Containment? So you. Sphere? I think there's one on. A containment sphere. Yeah, sure. Yeah. A bubble. Um, uh, that's it. A bubble. A glass. Bubble. I think there's actually one on every floor. Oh. And if you need to get to different floors, you go through the pipes. Oh, neat. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. That's brilliant. <laughs> so the last is for the monster. Yeah, we kind of answered that one. Why did you take the monster in? Because I felt really bad. But for the monster, what is it about me that makes you want to earn my trust or forgiveness? I think it's the whole 
despite me being horrible to you, you still managed to be nice to me. At some point, I did actually lose the will to move on. It's like, well, if this is the... I'm without my powers, I might as well call it. And you stubbornly refuse to let me go. Now I actually am having this pinprick of regret. Of like, A, I'm really sorry I did this to you. And two, I'm really sorry I can't fix it anymore. Because I no longer have the magic to do it. And are you the only one who can? Yeah, I think it's one of those things where if I had my powers, I would be like, you know, snap my fingers, curse gone. But only only the the person who made the spell can... Yeah, or or, or true love's kiss. Ha ha, good luck. Good luck trying to get that one. (laughs) Awesome. So that's it. Except I don't tell you about the true love's Um, kiss bit. Sure, sure. <laughs> Why would you? Look, you're still, yeah. you're still a monster. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, it didn't work last time, so awesome. there's no reason to tell you that that's what would also work. All right, so the last thing we, we have to get to before we can start playing is we have a couple world creation questions. I'm loving uh, what we came up with for relationships, but for these, don't think too hard about it. Just say the first thing that comes to mind. So the first set of questions is about the home. This was originally the wizard's home, but it's now your home too. Oh, and sorry, I, I should mention, we'll just kind of gloss over this since we're on a limited time, but I did I did write a couple paragraphs of setting about the game. Basically, the important thing to know is this is a, a magic punk setting. Think steampunk, but with magic instead of steam and also without the British colonialism or racism. Hey, yeah. <laughs> so the wizard is originally from a big asshole empire called Enzel and they're manifest destinying all over the place. They tried to manifest destiny the wilds, but the wilds kicked their fucking ass. <laughs> yes. So now they're... <laughs> So now they're manifest destinying their neighbor, Dorgan, but Dorgan is like just really out in the sticks. So it's like, all right, we're, we're, we're going to declare war on you. Just let us get over there first kind of, kind of situation. So that's the situation when the game starts is we're kind of wandering around the wilds and there's this war that is looming, but has not happened yet about the home. Wizard, your home is huge, inspiring, and obviously magical. What does it look like? I think it looks like the magic punk wooden version of a cruise ship. Yes. Not like, not like a giant cruise ship, but like a little one that's sort of a little bit haphazard. You mean, haphazard. You mean a, 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 a pinnace? <laughs> I think that it basically travels like on a sheen of constant water because the one part of your power that I am consistently using is basically making like this fake water to go under the ship Mm -hmm. at all times so that it can use that to move. So we just, we have our own patch of water that we sail on everywhere is what it is. That is completely dope. So just follow the wet trail. (laughs) Yeah, we live like a slime trail. (laughs) (laughs) It's a really fucking good slime trail. (laughs) Great. Hey, hey, it's not technically slime. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Yes. It's enzyme. (laughs) So, Demon, we just answered how the wizard's home moves around the wilds. Is there any other detail you'd like to add about how it moves? Does it have any other magical defenses? Oh, yeah, it's got magical defenses. Awesome. Like, what? Whenever we stop, (laughs) whenever we stop, that water turns into a moat. I love it. 
Yeah, so we're always like on the high ground. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened if any and anybody tries to kind of go through the moat? I think I get alarmed as it like an alarm goes off, not as in like I panic. <laughs> I was gonna- <laughs> <laughs> I will, because that's, I mean, that water is part of me, so I can just pop up in that water, and usually I just scare those people, or that bird or whatever is away. I'm kind of the defense. And if it's not something that you can deal with, then you bring in Shard. Then then I'll go through the pipes and quickly hop into the, you know, although sometimes if I can't find Shard, I get really, really mad. So... This question is for the child if they're playing, but they're not, so we'll just throw this out to everybody. The home's interior shifts at the whim of the wizard and according to the needs of the family. What is the interior like and why does it feel homey? So the outside of the home looks like this wacky cruise ship. It, is the interior or or like like a ship or, or, or are we talking like English cottage or like whacked out wizard mansion or... or I kind of feel like it's some weird cross between, like, the cozy inside of a ship and, like, English cottage. Like, there's hammocks for sleeping, but also, like, nice china on the walls. <laughs> like, I I don't know. What do you, what do you think? I Your think aesthetic it- is grandma punk. <laughs> yeah, my, my aesthetic is grandma sea punk. <laughs> I think it feels homey to me because it reminds me of my wizard college day dorms. Mm, yep there's like certain aspects of it that you kept from your wizarding days and it just reminds Aww. me of the old days there's far far too many bathtubs <laughs> i like baths okay <laughs> well i mean so do i that just yeah you like baths, but it just happens that you mutually enable mm-hmm. each other yes, we did. yeah yeah that just got i'm uh, like awesome do i take baths in you no <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait. <laughs> you you tried once I was napping. Oh yeah, no. And like, you forgot which bathtub you f- you forgot what bathtub you filled and you walked into another one. And um and I woke up and I I like threw you out. And I was like, nope. So is there like a desk now? Before you step into a pool of water? It's like yeah. Is, yeah. is it water or is it uh, the demon? Yeah. Cool. Yep. For Aaron, the reason that it feels homey is they definitely grew up in one of those houses where there was, like, entire rooms where you weren't allowed to sit on the mm-hmm. furniture. Those rooms uh, are stupid. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, hard same. So they're they're just, like, gr- great. It's cozy and, you know, I won't get yelled yeah. at for Sitting on a chair. Yeah, sit on chairs, bounce on the beds, whatever. <laughs> sit on chairs with you your can't. shoes on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, because everything's um, magicked against dirt. Well, yeah, obviously. The other side of this coin is the wizard didn't originally intend for all of us to share their home. So what is something that you find inconvenient? <laughs> Y'all are real inconvenient. <laughs> the copious amount of containers that I knock my shins on. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Or having to check whether there's it's actually water or another yeah. creature. Do not wash the dishes with Vixel. That's rude. <laughs> the number of times I've tried to drink Vixel, not on purpose. Or is it? <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. 
I think it's probably like some of Colin. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, I'd like to have a conversation about consent before we start drinking. Because that's, you know, maybe a little bit different for me than it is for you. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I feel very inconvenient to other people. Oh. Because, yeah, they, they, that, and that's one of the reasons I don't like being here is I feel really inconvenient to other people. Like, that's okay. But I made sure there was a bathtub in like everybody's room. It's great. You walk into the grand foyer, there's just a clawfoot bathtub. Yeah. Yeah. I think the thing that I find inconvenient is I have this ghost body, but I'm not a ghost. I still need to sleep. My feet get tired. But, like, it takes a lot of work to, like, be solid enough to, like, sit on things or lie down on things. So I think, Shard, I have a hammock that's mine that you had to, like, specifically bespell that hammock so I wouldn't fall through it all the time as soon as I fell asleep. And there's, like, one or two chairs in every room. But, like, I have to, like, it's just very irritating having to, like, check because sometimes I don't remember to check because I forget that I have a ghost body and I end up on the floor you know when I fall through the chair and I'm like I don't mean to but I I smile or laugh when that happens oh I don't like you (laughs) it's not it's 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 not like haha I did this or like haha that's funny sort of a thing it's one of those, like, you just incidentally think of something <laughs> completely different that's funny every time. Yeah. I think the last two questions about kind of the setting are about the wilds. So the wizard's home is in the wilds, the domain of witches, wizards, and demons. It is normally avoided by the outside world. So monster, what is the landscape of the wilds like? Is it a desert, mountainous, rolling, grassy plains? Uh, I think it's forest? definitely a dense and magical forest that is literally, ca- like, it is as changing and mobile as the home itself which is why it was so difficult to have the manifest destiny of taking it over because how do you deal with chaos because you can you can plan for one thing but you can't plan for the other thing right oh it's like the talking to dragons books i love it i was gonna say this is clearly the same forest that i got lost in and that's why i couldn't find my way out have you oh, actually yeah. found your way out and then I'm went back sure in? I'm not sure now. <laughs> I am actually not sure if we ever found, if I ever found my way out. And like, maybe that's the other we, part of we the found our way, we, we found our way out of the place we were. <laughs> I got you back to your home. Right. There's two parts to the pact. The first part is that you have to get yeah. me out. <laughs> the second part is that I have to find you a new place to live. We have accomplished neither of these things. I mean, I think, I think after, like, it's been so long, I think probably you've figured out how to tell where you are enough to get Yeah, around. I think so. I think the other interesting um, thing that I'll just add to this, based on our home, is, like, I think that as the ship moves through, the trees actually just, like, Bart. walk out of the way. Yeah. yeah. And then they close well, yeah, again behind water. us. Yeah. I think, yeah, and I think when they tried to manifest destiny, the the one part of Wilds, like, they, what, why they gave up is because, like, they'd be like, cool, like, we're gonna plant our flag here and, like, set up a camp, and then, like, two days later, like, all the trees would have walked away. <laughs> yes. It's, it's like whack-a-mole, but with trees. Just left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, one, the, one day you wake up and there are no trees, the next day you wake up and everywhere is littered with trees. You can't like, get you out, just, yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You don't leave the wild. The wild leaves the forest. <laughs> yes. <of> no return. <laughs> They're like, nope. I love that. That's the wilds are a beautiful and dangerous place. Just for anybody who wants to throw something out there, what is a danger of the wilds that you have either encountered or heard of? It? Don't mess with the big old oak tree in the center of the forest. Ooh, yeah, that that tree. The is... only thing that never moves. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's kind of like got really deep roots, so it kind of is able to see the entire forest and the trees. Like it's like this weird mice. Even though trees are not fungi, fungi, it kind of has this kind of like fungi bonding. Yeah. Yeah. I was almost gonna say, is the forest yeah. a hive mind sort of situation? Yeah. Is that? Yeah. Because well, that's cool. Not all the trees, but any tree could be a part of it. Right. Yeah. Good. Because that's way more dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wizards have to be licensed to practice magic. But, you know, the wizards who, uh, like, there's a wizard equivalent of getting disbarred. Some of them get enough of a, a head start to escape to the wild. And so that is one of the things that is dangerous about the wilds is that there's feral wizards. Feral, feral wizards. wizards. I mean, it seems like I an accurate it. description to me. So. Yeah. Yeah. But yep. that's not you, right, Shard? I mean, not yet. <laughs> Can I see your certificate of wizardry again? <laughs> it's still fine. See, it's hanging on the wall over here by this lovely Expires hand in painted 19. plate. <laughs> All right. Does anyone else have any dangers they'd like to throw out? I mean, there's also a lake that hates me. Uh <laughs> That's true. There is a lake that hates uh, me. I mean, yes. There is that as well. So lastly, uh, the wizard has an enemy that requires the wizard for their plans to come to fruition. Demon is going to play the enemy whenever the enemy comes up. <laughs> oh boy. And then the last thing, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the last thing we're going to do is decide why the enemy needs the wizard. So starting with the demon, we we've got a bunch of details. So go ahead and uh, pick something that jumps out to you. Ooh, those are some good titles. But I think I'm going to go with the name Theris. I... I would I, I I'm I'm digging an extremely pretentious title, yes. so I would really like them to be supreme magus. Oh gosh, Theris. yes, yes. I feel like they should go with luxurious clothing. Yeah, like maybe even out flamboyanting shard a little. Oh, yes. Ugh, ugh. How to just how look dare. better? <laughs> how dare? I think that they have calculating eyes. I think they're just one of those people that they're calculating everything around them at all times. And is their gender beyond mortal kin? Probably. Yeah, I, I feel like once you, I feel like when you start studying magic, gender wendery gets like kind of bendery. Yeah, <laughs> I I think that no one uses pronouns for Supreme Magus Theris because they are too scared to use pronouns. They just always say Supreme Magus Theris. You have to say the whole yes. thing too. You can't right. just say Theris because. Yeah. What? Or the Magus, or the Supreme no, Magus. They, they don't actually least. have pronouns. It's just every time you refer to, it's always like a Supreme Magus. <laughs> That's how you refer third person. Supreme Magus. Theris. Supreme Magus Theris. Oh my goodness. Only goes by I... Supreme Magus Theris. <laughs> I hate Supreme <laughs> Magus Theris. <laughs> Good. 
<laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> Last up, and maybe Andy, since you're going to be playing them, feel free to answer this question. Why does the enemy need the wizard? For the empire that's trying to invade the other country, I think. Oh, yeah. We, I think one of the things that makes it hard is that they have a much better navy. And so if the empire really wants to expand, maybe it's on a different continent or something, they have to cross that water. They need, they need the wizard. They need the Vix, they need the Vixel, the demon and their powers combined to sort of head up their attack forces. So they, they need the wizard. They want the wizard to be a monster driving a tricked out, you know, like magic. Yes. I think that Shard might have some either things in their past or perhaps even stories and legends about them that makes Supreme Magus, Magus Theris think that, or at first, when they first met, like, you know, oh, you know, we'll tempt you with gold and jewels. And Shard was like, nah. And so now they're trying to come up with like ways to trick Shard into joining the greater good quest the greater good right so supreme magus theris definitely thinks they're on the good side don't you have any national pride (laughs) definitely from the same empire went to the same wizard school was they were in the same house was there a teacher yeah we never liked supreme (gasps) magus theris shard were you theris's teacher or was there is mine. Or was yeah, oh, the, interesting. I, yeah. I think the other way around is better for the evil power dynamic. Yeah. That's fair. Yes. Yeah, Supreme I, I think Supreme they were the they were the head of the Wizards Oh College. yes. Oh That's man, they've been around the a long Supreme time. Magus. Yeah. They're yeah. even they're older the than the two wizards. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like by they a are lot. the oldest wizard. <laughs> Just add like three zeros uh. to our ages. <laughs> But they don't look a day over forty nine hundred. <laughs> they are an absolute tool, and I, yes. I mean, yes. I do too. But I love them. They too were middle now. age when the dinosaurs were awesome. around. That is character creation. We hope you enjoyed episode 144 of She's a Super Geek. If you liked what you heard, you can still give us a five-star rating and review, but quite honestly, we'd prefer that you would head over to Miriam's Twitter page and follow her at media underscore junkie to see updates about the future projects she'll be in. Our theme song is Rock and Roll Play Baby by Kieran Strange. You can find more info and music and merch and tour dates online, kieranstrange.com, or on Twitter at Kieran Strange. Be sure to check out shows on the Misdirected Mark Network. She's a rock.